Welcome to the Mind Over Motherhood podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Carly Crew, a mom to twin girls, small town family doctor, and an anxiety and mindset coach for moms and mompreneurs. Let's face it, motherhood is an adventure, and it can be all-consuming if we let it. I believe that too often we lose ourselves when we become mothers, and our lives run us rather than us running our lives. This podcast is designed for the multi-passionate but overwhelmed mom who is ready to master her mindset, quiet the chaos, and create the life and business of her dreams without sacrificing what's important to her. Each week on this show, I'll bring expert tips, guest interviews, and a healthy dose of honesty to help you finally step back into your power and create the life you've always wanted. Are you ready? Let's do this. Welcome back to Mind Over Motherhood. On this episode of Mind Over Motherhood, I am talking to Jennifer Nagel, who is a body transformation coach and certified personal trainer for moms over 30 specifically, which is pretty much I think everybody in this group. And she is the owner of Figured Out Fitness in East Lansing, Michigan. And I'm really excited to have Jennifer on today because I think she's going to bring such a wealth of information that I was just saying, I don't share often on the podcast. I don't talk a lot about health, like physical fitness and physical metabolism and the importance of it in our mental health and our mindset. And so I'm really, really, really grateful to have Jennifer on with me tonight. So thank you so much, Jennifer, for joining me. Oh, thanks, Carly. I am actually really excited. I've been looking forward to this conversation for a long time. And thank you for inviting me into the group and to talk to your audience. So why don't we just get started? I always ask my guests to just tell us a little bit about you and how you came to be a personal trainer and all the good things. Yeah, well, it's it's kind of a fun story. Well, I think it's fun. Um, interestingly enough, so I've always loved exercise and fitness all my life. And I grew up like, working out in gyms. And, and that was my after school job that I worked at a personal training studio. I was pretty active. I loved exercise, never thought about it as a career. So when I left college and uh, for most of my career, I worked in higher education. So I was doing stuff like business and strategy and sustainability at um, a university, a really large university in the United States. So um, I was trucking along, doing my thing, working really hard on the grind. And I was a newer mom. So I remember my daughter was like three and a half turning four and I went through a divorce. So here I am, newly single parent. And um, at work, I got a promotion, which was, you know, most people would be like, yay. But, you know, I was moving, going through a divorce, newly single parent and having a lot more responsibility at work. And I just totally broke down. I did not take care of myself. I wasn't exercising. First, I lost a whole bunch of divorce weight. And then I gained a whole bunch of divorce weight. And uh, I wasn't sleeping, um, living off of caffeine. It just was a bad look. So I kind of puttered along for a while. And then uh, one day I had to go to the emergency or um, urgent care because I was feeling really weird. And so I went and that night they diagnosed me with high blood pressure. And at the time I was in my early 30s doesn't really run in my family. So it was 100% a direct result of how I was treating myself. And it was at that moment where I look at my little four-year-old baby girl and realize that if I didn't stop doing this, if I didn't start treating myself well and working on my health, that I may not be around for her in the long run. So that was my big wake-up call. 
And, you know, I would love to say like overnight, I was awesome and started doing stuff. It was a slow journey for me, but I really rediscovered all the stuff that I really enjoyed about health and fitness. I got really deep into the science and the study. I started earning certifications. I started, you know, um, creating and joining other fitness communities and, and it just started to become more of my life. And so fast forward, I'm 15 years into my career at the university. And I just, you know, was looking at how I wanted to spend the next 15 years, should I be so lucky. <laughs> and I just really wanted to spend it doing something that was meaningful and helpful and really close to my heart. So I made the decision, everyone said I was absolutely nuts, because I had this great, stable, high paying job. And I decided to do something that hardly anyone had ever heard of, which was online coaching and personal training. Um, you know, it was almost like magic and voodoo and all this other stuff if I talked to my family and friends. But two and a half years ago, I, I left my job at the university, started officially started Figured Out Fitness um, full time. And I've been doing it ever since. And I think it's one of the best things that I've ever done. And I love focusing on women who are kind of in my situation women and moms who are busy, who are really working hard, who are probably not taking great care of themselves. And they have so much potential to live a life that's fulfilling and energetic and happy. And I want to help them do that. So although I say I'm a body transformation expert, it, it's not just about the physical body. It's about the mental health. It's about feeling energetic, feeling happy, feeling positive and confident. And that's what a lot of women um, come to me for. So I always say if like you're looking for a squat challenge, it's not really my cup of tea. But if you're really looking to make a big difference in your life and, and start to really change things, then you, that's what I do. That's amazing. I like got butterflies listening to your story. <laughs> because there's so many parts of your story that I think are really relatable to my audience who listen to the podcast, but to myself as well. And just like, a lot of us go through our lives and at some point we have some sort of wake-up call like how you described it it was a wake-up call and and sometimes we don't have to have that big wake-up call but the majority of us like forgive me for saying this we're a bit like like a little bit dense and we're like we got to be like really shaken up before we make a change right like I'm not saying you're dense by any stretch but me like you know it takes a little bit you got to kind of hit rock bottom before you like wait a minute what am I doing right we sometimes have to have those moments in our life and, and, and then you turned it around in such a beautiful way and took a big, huge, brave, brave leap, right? Which is, which is so the whole purpose of this podcast is to encourage other women to take these big, brave leaps to say, yeah, I have something great, you know, and it's stable. And you said, you know, people thought you were crazy and that it is absolutely scary. And sometimes it seems, you know, reckless or silly to take a big jump and do something that's not really secure or not really like solid necessarily and just take you know have some trust in yourself and go out on that limb so just so amazing and then now you're living this life where you get to do exactly what you love and help other women feel amazing and so there's just so much about your story I love it. and thank you for sharing it you're a fantastic storyteller so I really oh, love, <laughs> love hearing it. your story so you talked a little bit about how, you know, you like to help women kind of transform their lives in general. Like, mm -hmm. yes, you're a body transformation expert, but it's so much deeper than, um, than just how we look physically. So you and I had spoken a little bit before starting this recording, and we talked about kind of some of the other benefits of fitness and mm -hmm. specifically like muscle building. So do you want to talk a little bit about um, how what you do with women goes way deeper than just how they look? 
Oh, absolutely. I mean, the thing is, I, my, my goal is to beat people where they are. And most of us start off by saying like, gosh, I wish I could lose 15 pounds. But at the end of the day, it's like most of the things that hold us back from being at our very, very best, whether we're talking about a physical transformation or not, has all to do with mindset and the mental pieces. And so what I see is like physical fitness is such a great vehicle and for starting the journey to become your best. So when you think about, for example, muscle building or resistance training or strength training, you know, it's not just like, I want to lift heavy stuff and put it down. The parallels for, you know, when you're doing strength training, getting stronger every time you come out, it, it helps build confidence. I mean, of course, there are health benefits like helping to manage weight and bone density and that kind of thing. But you know, the confidence of being able to get stronger and stronger every time you come up to the bar or to the plate or to whatever strength training stuff you're doing is huge for a lot of people. Um, the anxiety or the mental health benefits of exercise, a lot of times I use it as a stress reliever. I mean, we've got kids, we've got teenagers, and if whoever is watching this with teenagers, you know, sometimes we, you need that bit of a stress relief, or if you have a job or relationships or your volunteer or something like that, there's just so much going on that when you have that moment to yourself, which is parents, I mean, they're very rare mm -hmm. times that we have that it's just us, mm -hmm. um, you know, having that moment to just do something just for you, um, really helps clear out all the other junk that you're thinking about throughout the day. So I love exercise because yes, there are great physical benefits and there's the outcome of that, but the, the feeling confident, the feeling strong, the, you know, having good energy, all of those things that flow out of resistance training and exercise are huge. And then even nutritionally, if you are feeding yourself really good food, and I'm not saying be super restrictive and that you can't ever eat a donut ever again in your life. But if you start to generally adopt this kind of, I'm going to treat my body well, I'm going to feed it good food, you're going to be amazed with how you feel energy wise and just health wise when you, you know, step out and for the rest of your day. So a lot of the things that um, when we think about fitness or nutrition, I think a lot of times in magazines anyway, they're they're talking about the aesthetics or how you look or look how great JLo looked at the Super Bowl. And yeah, she mm -hmm. looks good, but I was more impressed that she went out there and danced for like two hours <laughs> and had that stamina and energy and drive. And I think that's the amazing part that sometimes we forget about when we're talking about physical fitness. And I know we'll talk a little bit about metabolism, but some of the things that um, that are important to the overall health and fitness piece are stress management and sleeping and other mm -hmm. types of self-care things that we kind of tend to forget. And so that's what I really love about what I do. It's like bringing together the awesome benefits of exercise and nutrition and fitness, because yeah, we want to look good too. Let's just right. say that. <laughs> um, but also just, I mean, that feeling when you are literally at the top of your game and it has nothing necessarily to do with what you look like, but to exude that confidence and feeling and energy and all of that stuff, because you're treating yourself really well and allowing time for yourself to be strong and to, you know, create self-care routines and those types of things are just, it's just, it's powerful. So I agree all choked completely. up. <laughs> oh, I agree completely. And I love, you know, like any of my listeners will know, um, I'm a huge, huge advocate of taking time for yourself. And one of the self-care pieces I always talk about is exercise. Mm -hmm. And 
Um, you know, I'm not specific on how that looks because that's not my area of expertise in telling people how to, you know, build a fitness routine or anything like that, but it is so vital. I often think about it a little bit like I have a border collie and I'm not sure if you're familiar with border collies as a dog, but they're very, very high energy dogs. And when, when he's old now, but when he doesn't get any exercise, he gets kind of like, like all twitchy. And he starts, you know, when he was a puppy, he used to like chew everything when I didn't get him out for exercise. And I think about us humans and moms, especially, we got a lot going on inside. We have a lot of energy. It's kind of all just like pent up. And, and I think that exercise is just so, so vital to get it out so that it doesn't come out in other more destructive ways, like irritability and anger and anxiety and all these things that a lot of moms struggle with. So I agree with everything that you said. It's just so amazing. You know, in my work in the office, I try very hard to motivate people, um, you know, to exercise and eat better and that sort of thing. You do it on a more one-on-one and like long-term basis than I ever had the opportunity to do. But I'd love to hear what are some of the more common I hesitate to call them excuses because it sounds like a judgment, but you know, some of the more common obstacles that you find moms come up against when they're saying, you know, they hear us talking about eating well and exercising and weight training, right? Like it sounds like maybe a lot of time and yeah. or money or knowledge. So what, like, what are some of the more common obstacles that you find women have? Yeah. I think that's a great word obstacles because it doesn't mean that you can't deal with it. And I don't think it's necessarily an excuse because these are real challenges that women have mm-hmm. to deal with. But some of the most common ones are certainly number one time. When am I going to do this? You know, you mentioned that you've got two little ones at home and, you know, you've mm-hmm. got all this other stuff going on. So you're thinking about a lot of people are thinking about their day. I have, a, I work with people who travel a lot too. So they might have these non-traditional schedules. So time and trying to fit stuff into their day, money comes up a lot too. And not necessarily because of hiring me, but things like, well, it costs a lot of money to eat well, or mm-hmm. it costs money to go to the gym that I want to go to. And it's some, for some people, it's, it's a difficult obstacle. Um, not knowing what to do is also huge because it can be very intimidating. If this is, if you didn't grow up in a family who exercised or you somehow missed that part of your, you know, growing up or your livelihood or your education, you didn't, you didn't skip gym class, whatever, (laughs) going and starting a new exercise routine is kind of like, okay, now what the heck am I supposed to do? And magazines and other things where I remember I used to turn to when I was younger, you know, don't really give you a full picture. So you might be spending thinking that I'm doing something great for myself and trying to spend hours and hours in the gym where it's really not effective. It's difficult to maintain. It's hard to sustain. So I think those are my big three time, money, and, and just feeling really unsure. So those are the three things I like to address. I, I pride our team on being really creative because we're used to working with a lot of busy people, but being really Mm -hmm. creative and helping people understand that exercise and nutrition and health can happen a lot of different ways. It doesn't have to look the same for you or me. Um, And so it's Mm -hmm. just, how do you fit those things in? What are the key parts of what are the pillars of your health and fitness routine? And then working with someone to help you figure out how to incorporate that, whether it's 10 minutes at a time, or it's like one hour, or, you know, you're doing it with your kids. I mean, I've had Mm -hmm. a lot of people figure out like, how do I, I have a, you know, a toddler, all they want to do is play, especially with a quarantine. We've got a lot of people now at home with their children when they normally would not have been. And so they're trying to think about ways to be creative there. So 
we, we try to be as creative as possible, but I just think at the end of the day, remember your routine is your routine. It doesn't have to look like mine and it won't and, a prob- and it shouldn't. And so everybody can fit in little things into their day already um, without necessarily having to be someplace for hours and hours or, you know, spend a lot of money or, um, you know, and there are lots of places and resources to figure out what to do. And that's one of the reasons I'm here. Totally. No, I love that. My brain is going off like firecrackers with a bunch (laughs) of questions. Um, The one thing that came up when you were talking a little bit about obstacles, and this is something that I notice myself um, for my clients that I work with in a slightly different way and even my patients, is that I feel like one of the maybe unseen obstacles or unobserved obstacles for clients might be that they actually don't have kind of like the belief in self-importance to actually commit, right, to doing this. Because I think as moms, and that's part of why this podcast exists and why my business exists, is that as moms, we tend to sacrifice ourselves so much that we don't have any belief in our own value, right? That taking care of our bodies and feeding our bodies well and fueling our bodies well is important, which is, Mm -hmm. I think, where kind of the time obstacle comes in sometimes. Don't get me wrong. I am busy AF as much as the other (laughs) everyone else. Um, And yeah, sometimes it just doesn't fit in. But admittedly, I think it's, it's, and, and maybe you see this too, it's, it's sometimes just a bit more of a priority in the mindset thing in that way, which I think is the deeper work that we do as coaches a lot of the time is we're like, I'm going to set you up with a workout program, and then I'm going to help you get <laughs> confident enough to stick to it and hold yourself accountable. And, and so would you agree? Do you see that? Oh my gosh, yes, so, so much. In fact, that's a lot of the work that we do, because you can, you know, honestly, let's just be honest, information, there's information everywhere, you can go online and get information. So if someone truly wanted to create an exercise and nutrition routine, they could find it themselves. But totally, the real hard part is implementing it. And I think you hit the nail on your on the head when you said a lot of people just don't see themselves as valuable enough to put themselves make themselves a priority. So one of the questions when I am talking to someone and they reach out to me to work with me, I ask them, so, you know, I'll ask them what their goals are. And then I'll say, so why is that really important? And what impact is that going to have in your life? And I really want to dig deep because they need to understand, like, this is not about weight loss or, you know, having a nice body or whatever, because those types of things change. They fade, they, you know, our bodies are going to change so many times as we're you know, progressing through life, but what is the real benefit of the self-care? And, and it's okay to say, I want to feel good. I want to have confidence. I think a lot of times as women, we're taught that we need to be these people for other people. We're these caregivers. And so, um, you know, I try to press people to find the reason that is deep enough for them to really go on this transformation journey because you're going to get uncomfortable and you're going to have to want to prioritize yourself enough to go through the uncomfortable parts, to go through the discomfort, to create change. But yeah, absolutely. Like a lot of clients, they just, um, you know, they, a lot of people, they give up and someone somewhere along the line told them that after 30, that you're not going to be attractive anymore. You're not going to have energy anymore. You live your life for your kids or your spouse or your partner, or your family members for your fill in the blank for your job. And I really want people to know that this is important, that you can have this really wonderful, energetic, happy, fit, active life 
Um, and it's okay. Like you totally can do that just for you. And it's probably one of the best things we could do for our kids, right? To show them an example of self-care because I always tell people, they're like, well, I have to prioritize my children. I said, this is prioritizing them because you are teaching them how to treat themselves. I mean, our families, our children watch what we do. So it's really important to show them examples of someone taking care of themselves, um, someone making sure that they're healthy, other healthy behaviors. And so I'm really, I'm really adamant about that kind of thing, that this is not selfish. This is caring for yourself. And there is absolutely nothing wrong with that. It's, there's nothing wrong with spending money on yourself. There's nothing wrong with carving that time out for yourself. There's nothing wrong with those things and do it. You know, I encourage people totally. to really do those things. Sorry, I'm a rambler. Agree. No, I love it. And I was just like, go, go girl. Because I, I totally, totally agree. Like if anybody's listened to any other episodes of the podcast, I usually bring up something along the lines too, is that we're our children's models. Right. Mm. And, and I don't say this to brag like at all, but just to demonstrate this point that it's so true. Like my kids at two, we're looking at each other, my girls and saying things like I need time for myself now. Right. Like it's, I because, love it. Right. Because I'm, I'm taking time for myself because Brian and I, my husband and I have always said like, okay, mom's taking time time for herself now or dad's taking time for herself now and then we have our family runs like you know every you mm-hmm. know three times a week where they go out in the chariot and they get to go for their little run and then Ryan and I go for our run and um and it's just modeling for them that you know we take care of the bodies that we're in so that they can do what we want them to do and that we can stay healthy and that this is how we take care of them because it's so so important for our kids to see that And I think that's such an important kind of mindset shift for moms is because like you exactly said so beautifully is that, you know, we think that we have to be second to them. We think that we have to take care of them first. We don't see the taking care of ourselves as equating with taking care of them, right? That that Mm -hmm. achieves the same goal. And if that's how you have to start, right? If if it's that you have to do it for your kids first, So that they can, you know, so that you can be healthy and you can be active and you can play with them. And you can do, if you have, if you had to do it for them first, that's fine. Do that. Find whatever your why is to get started. Mm-hmm. Because I think the one thing about exercise and this sort of personal transformation and personal development journey is that it, you kind of get this miracle. I call it the miracle of compounding habits, right? Yes. And you probably <laughs> see this a ton. So you, you know, you might just start a, a bit of a healthier diet or, you know, you start to use it, be a bit more intentional about how you eat. Well, then before you know it, you're like, you want to get out and get for a, go out for a walk. Yes. And then you're walking and now you're like, well, I don't want to eat that cake or whatever. You know, you're, you, I eat cakes every night. No, there's no <laughs> shame in cake. But no, you know, like you just start to have it, you know, maybe I don't want to have that glass of wine because it makes me feel crappy and I want to get up and I want to do my workout in the morning. And then, you know, you get this miracle. I call it the miracle of compounding habits and it's a beautiful thing that happens. And I think what also happens in that cycle is that your, your self-confidence improves. So then you want to take care of yourself more. And it's just this upward spiral of like amazing things that happens when you start to commit to taking care of yourself. Yes. I love compounding habits and I call it habit stacking because there's just something like as soon as you do this thing, it's like this domino effect because totally, it's almost like if you were to go get your hair done, right? Like you get your hair done, you're like, gosh, my hair looks fantastic. Oh, I should, you know, (laughs) do some makeup too, or maybe I'll put on a different shirt. And then all of a sudden you're like, I look pretty damn good. And it's the yeah. same thing with exercise and fitness. It's like, if you start to move a little bit, you'll realize it's like, you know, I feel a lot better when I move, when I choose this versus, you know, drink, drinking a whole bunch of alcohol or I, you know, right. I'm drinking water instead. 
So yeah, you are absolutely right. Sorry, I got really excited for a second because I'm like, it's yeah, good. this is what I talk about. I know, yeah. <laughs> and that's, I, I mean, this is why I love podcasting is because I love talking to other women and realizing that we all share a lot of the same things, right? Our same kind of ideas are not obviously our own and not unique, but that the messages remain the same. Mm -hmm. And I hope that, you know, the women that we work with and the audience who listens to this hears that as well, because here you and I are completely different people on completely different parts of the continent, right? Who connected through this podcast and we're saying a lot of the same things. So it must be true, right, Jen? It must be true. We're experts, so you better listen to us. Um, I want to ch- just jump back a little bit because I, I suppose to somewhat selfishly, but m- muscle building and like, um, strength training is something that I personally don't do enough of. Mm-hmm. I find it a little bit intimidating on how to get started. Um, you know, how often would you recommend? And I know this is obviously very, um, specific to each client, but like, do you have any kind of framework or just kind of general guidelines that you encourage yeah. women to start with? Absolutely. And I'm so glad you brought that up because I think as a whole women, we don't learn a lot about strength training. We don't hear about that. So the first thing to know is that it can be extremely simple. And the funny thing is if you've ever seen like the gym fail videos, you'll see somebody like balancing on a BOSU ball with a weight and a plate here. And don't do that. You know, let's the first rule of thumb is keep it simple. There are six core lifts that should be in everyone's strength training program or some variation of it. The squat. So, you know, the same motions that you would do in normal life, picking something up from the ground, the squat, the deadlift, bending over and picking something up, um, pulling something down. So pull downs or pull ups, if you're strong enough to do that row. So like grabbing and pulling something towards you. I think about grabbing one of your kids and bringing them close. Um, uh, a, a push up or a bench press, like pushing something away, like closing a heavy door. Like those are, and I'm, I'm sure I missed one and somebody can, you know, call me out on <laughs> there are six, but there are six kind of core functional movements that we do in our everyday life. And that's where you should center your strength training around. If you're beginning, start as little as two times a week, you know, and where you're just like, okay, we're going to do some body weight exercises. So I might do some squats, um, maybe a push up. If you're not strong enough, you can do a push up against the wall. Um, and you can do a couple of sets. So maybe you start with two sets of maybe somewhere between eight and 12 repetitions. So I'm going to do try eight push ups against the wall, rest, do another eight push ups against the wall and move on to another exercise. You can start with maybe four or five exercises a couple of sets a piece, it shouldn't take you no longer than 30 minutes. And if you start with two times a week, if you're a beginner, that's, you know, great. And honestly, if you only have 10 minutes, you can do 10 minutes, it's better than zero minutes. So start slow, start with the basics. And honestly, the strongest, most chiseled people in the world still do those six basic exercises. So there's no need to get complex. You don't have to buy a whole bunch of equipment. You don't actually need to buy any equipment. If you do want to get resistance um, equipment, buy a set of bands with handles. It can be that simple. So like one of the things I try to tell people is, you know, stick with the basics, start slow, and then you can slowly add either more weight or more repetitions or more sets as you get stronger. And so it's, it's really a journey. Enjoy it. Put on your favorite music, you know, and, and go to town. Um, but those are exercises and those are movement patterns that we do in our everyday lives. 
um, that are that it's just really helpful to create strength and build strength doing those different those six core lifts. That was probably the most simple description of weight training I've ever heard. And I'm like, man, I could do that. Like, I can totally do that. Right? It is very simple. And I like that it's, you know, it's not intimidating because I'm always like, I got to do bicep curls and tricep things and all these different things. Like, it just seems like I got to do all this. You don't. And I love that it's very like, um, you know, the way you described it is very built around your life because- truthfully you want to be able to do those 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 <laughs> movements like in your regular life like picking up groceries and like picking right. up your kid right like not that's not the only reason why we want to strength train but you know it's very very um I guess I'm just all about making things make sense in our life right why do I do this I'm very practical why do I do this because I want to pick up my groceries and my kids so probably be strong right but aside from that right we talked a little bit and I'd love for you to share I think a lot of women are intimidated by weight training or strength mm-hmm. training because they think I don't want to get big or whatever <laughs> right or I don't want to gain weight mm-hmm. um and I th- and I believe that's a big huge misconception I know that it's great for your metabolism but I want to give you the opportunity to just tell us all the amazing things about weight training because I think oh, if yeah. you're not motivated to start strength training after listening to this uh, you're a lost cause but no <laughs> and, and just before I before I let you talk I'm just gonna say in the show notes I'll include exactly what Jennifer just said about those six movements and I'll make sure that she double checks it for me before I post it to make sure it's right. Um, but yes, please share with us the, uh, you know, benefits of strength training. Yeah. Well, first let me start with a little story because, you know, I was into exercise, but I'll be honest, like the first stuff that I mostly, well, I learned a lot of strength training when I was younger because I actually worked in a gym and my boss was a big bodybuilder. I had no idea at the time I was young. I didn't know. But then throughout my adult life, I did a lot of like running and exercise classes. But later in life, I actually was an amateur bodybuilder. So I started learning weights. And I let me just explain, talk about intimidation. I didn't know how to use a lot of the equipment. So I literally like low key, get my phone, take a picture of the machine. (laughs) (laughs) Go look it up. Or, you know, that's what I did. Or, you know, a lot of the um, equipment has pictures on it. And I would be the person like in the gym, low key reading the equipment. (laughs) So we all start from somewhere. And you know, if I can go from that to competing on stage. um, But the other reason I tell the bodybuilding story is a lot of times people are like, I'm going to lift weights, I'm going to be huge, or I'm going to gain all this weight. First of all, let's not define our health success by the scale. It's one of 8 million other measures. And I'm always like, when you slide on your favorite coat or your favorite pair of pants, it's not like digitizing your weight. You just want to <laughs> slide them on and look good or feel really good or walk through your day. And so um, I actually gained a lot of weight, even though I got very, very, very small. So the scale says, you know, I'm, uh, I'm five foot four. And when I was on stage, I weighed about 138 pounds but I was a size zero. Like I was really, really, really small. The first thing I like to tell people about muscle building is muscles create some really wonderful shapes and it also is very compact. So a lot of people who are really frustrated with losing weight tend to like prioritize cardio. But in fact, for several reasons, you named metabolism being one of them, just and also aesthetics and strength and posture and all that stuff strength training is where it's at like start your routine with strength training and then sprinkle some cardio on top later um so one of the benefits in terms of just your physical shape is that when you have muscle and when you're lean enough you're quite small and compact and strong 
So that's good. Um, other really great physical benefits. We talked, I think you and I were talking before about bone density. So a lot of women, we tend to, you know, lose some of our bone density. And so weight bearing exercise is really, really important in, in order to keep our bones strong. Um, from a metabolism standpoint, when you have more muscle on your frame, muscle requires more energy just to maintain in your body. It requires three times more energy than fat. So if you want to really eat all the cake and all that stuff, first of all, I love to eat. So I'm a big proponent of food and not starving yourself. So it's really great to have muscle because my body's like, give me the food, give me the food. And that's, and that's good. Um, and we talked about the mental health benefits and all of that great stuff, the confidence building, but um, gosh, the other thing is when you're doing resistance training, it really, there are certain hormones in your body that really respond that help. And those are great hormones for weight management um, and just overall health. So as we get older, we our testosterone and say the good estrogen starts to, you know, decrease a little bit. And so weight training, if we're continuing to add weight training into our routine really helps us optimize those hormones. So that's another huge benefit, but just makes you feel strong and good and powerful and awesome. And, you know, muscles are awesome. Muscles. Yeah. Are so <laughs> it is so good. No, I love that. You know, when you were talking, it reminded me, uh, my two main exercise, which now I'm going to have three main exercise <laughs> things, but my two main ways that I exercise have been in the past yoga and running. Oh, awesome. Um, and, um, and for a, for a long time, I'm a big fan of an online, um, yoga instructor yoga with adrian she's on youtube it's free it's mm -hmm. fantastic look it up she's awesome anyways every january she'll do a 30 days of yoga just 30 days continuously and i think it was like two years ago my husband and i started in january and we kept it up we continued we did like three of them in a row and we got to the point where we had done like 75 days of yoga every single day which now i look back i'm like damn you were really committed <laughs> because that is not how i feel now but i wish i was but anyways um, but when you said you feel strong and I also think that your body, right? Like that's a different, obviously different form of weight training than we're specifically speaking about, but when you feel your muscles engage as you do different things, it just gives you so much confidence in the rest of your life, right? When you do bend down to pick up your kids or in my case, two of them, right? When I'm holding them both and I'm like feeling my back engage because it's strong, right? Cause I was doing yoga and I do not have this now. So I'm coming back to strength training. So thank you for this you know, but, it, but it, there is something really empowering and really powerful feeling. And it just gives you so much body confidence when you can feel yeah. all your muscles strong and yeah. that you're, you know, you're lean and you can, you're just feel, you feel fit and you feel just awesome. So I totally agree with you. I love mm -hmm. hearing you talk about it because you're, you're, you're so right in all of the benefits that, that strength training gives mm -hmm. right and I think that like I said if you're not motivated to start strength training now <laughs> by listening to this podcast I'm like already like where can I get this in well I but, do want to tell you yeah. to share the technical term that I like to use to define what you're talking about and it's called badassery that's what, oh, 100%. badassery I tell people it's like yeah I don't even know the term but it's just badassery it's like yeah you feel like you could take on the world and um, and I love the fact that you shared your story with yoga, because that's a really great example of how strength training can look different. Like I love yoga. Well, personally, it's hard for me to do. I'll be honest. It's not <laughs> something that I can like, I'm like, oh, yoga, it's good for me. But it, strength yeah. training can look so different and still be really powerful and amazing and have similar benefits. So thanks for sharing that.
Yeah, I think it's just, and that highlights the fact that you don't have to do it in one particular way Mm -hmm. for your body to feel good, which is what you brought up early on in this conversation was that, you know, pick your routine that works for you, do things that feel good. And I say that with a caveat, and I'm sure you would probably say the same thing, is that sometimes people just don't like exercise. Like sometimes people (laughs) just hate it. I have people tell me that all the time. I really hate exercise. And I'm like, that's probably because you don't do it enough. But, (laughs) you know, because then it becomes like a bit of, it could be a bit of almost like an addiction when you do it so much that you feel so good. You get that like post-exercise high, for lack of a better description. But what do you have for suggestions, I guess, around people who are like, yeah, I just don't like it. Like I just don't like exercising. It's not, it doesn't feel fun to me. I'm sure yeah. you come up against that. Absolutely. In fact, I t- talked to someone this morning who said that same thing. She's like, yeah, I know you love this, but that's just not me. <laughs> but yeah. I, I like to think of it like there are a lot of things I don't absolutely love to do, but I love what it lets me do. And so I think it's really important to think about ultimately your end game is not to ex. I mean, for some people who love exercise, their end game is to exercise. But for a lot of people, the end game is not the exercise itself. So it's kind of like, well, what do you want to get out of this? Like, what do you want the mm-hmm. impact to be? And then focus on that or understanding like a lot of people when they were introduced to exercise, either they had a really bad experience or they went to some crazy boot camp where people weighed them every five seconds and yelled at them. Or, <laughs> and so sometimes it's just introducing people to other ways of doing it. So you can do strength training in 8 million different ways. You can have different types of routines. Um, sometimes it's about bringing in a partner or a buddy or an accountability or friend where it can be kind of fun or you make a game or a contest out of it. I work with a lot of high performing women and sometimes it's like you make a contest out of it. Mm-hmm. Forget it. They're all They're in, hooked. right? <laughs> so I think sometimes, a lot of times when I come across people who are like, I just hate exercise, it's usually a combination of I've never found something I really enjoyed. Maybe they never played mm-hmm. a sport or games or whatever, or they had a really bad experience. And unfortunately that happens. It's like you go to a place and you felt intimidated or someone was mean to you or you weren't welcome. I mean, and so that puts that negative light on exercise. But at the end of the day, if you truly are just like, ah, I just don't like it, then I, I challenge you to think about what does it give you? What is it that mm-hmm. you want to do with this newfound energy? And then just, it's like eating your broccoli. I don't always like broccoli either, but I know it makes me feel pretty darn good. And, you know, I'll just like sprinkle some seasonings on it and eat it and call it good. And then just be really happy with what I get to do with, you know, my healthy body later. So it's, it's really about, again, finding that deeper why, finding that deeper meaning. And sometimes it's like, well, if exercise is the means to you feeling the best you've ever felt, are you going to your job completely alert and wake at the top of your game and doing what you love or spending time with your family or going on vacation, having a good time and not being winded when everybody is doing sports, then it's worth the 20 to 30 minutes a couple times a week in order to get to those things. So, you know, I don't think everybody has to love it, but I think you have to understand what it can do for you and just like really keep that in the front of your mind. Totally, totally. And I love that. And I think it's like you said, like, there's a lot of things. It's funny because there's a lot of things in our lives that we don't really want to do. Like, like who here really wants to like clean the windows or fold the laundry all the time? Like we don't, right. But we can still find somehow, you know, the motivation to make dinner every single night because those things always want to eat, right? Like, so like somehow, you know, when we don't want to, we can still find the means to do it. 
but yet when it comes to like taking care of the shrine that we inhabit right we don't want to do it and we just give up we're like well I don't want to and I actually talk about that in one of my podcast episodes I say that one of like kind of the fundamental flaws in committing to a self-care routine is believing that you have to want to do it when, you, right. when the time right. comes, right? <laughs> and I say like, you kind of have to flip that on your head, on its head and say, when I get to like, you know, the time I've designated to exercise or whatever, I'm probably not going to want to do it, right? Mm-hmm. Like I'm actually going to plan that I probably won't want to actually do it at that time. And, and then it's developing your own, you know, um, ability to overcome your mind's resistance. Because we tend to give that resistance a little bit too much power. We're like, well, I got to seven o'clock in the morning and I didn't want to do it. So I just must not have to do it. Like, no, that's not how it works. (laughs) It's so interesting because we train ourselves to do stuff we don't want to do all the time. I think sometimes it's like, we just don't, like you said earlier, don't care enough about ourselves Mm -hmm. to do this thing for ourselves. Like, okay, how many of you go to a job that you just love every single day yeah. like none of us we all have those days we're like god I don't want to do this I want to yeah. lay in bed and watch Game of Thrones reruns like yeah. I was doing earlier um, <laughs> but you know in actuality we've somehow managed to tell ourselves okay if I don't get up and go to work I don't do this or you know this is motherhood like there are times where we don't want to take our kids to you know fill in the blank activity but we do it anyway we always mm-hmm. get up and do it and if we just need to have that same care and love and desire to take care of ourselves so we get up and do these things for ourselves and that's what exercise and eating right and those things are it's choosing ourselves even when it's kind of like eh. mm-hmm. it's so much easier to just like order the crappy food or stay in bed and not take mm-hmm. that extra 20 minutes but for some reason when it comes to us we don't prioritize that but we totally. will do it for everything else so I think we are we have the ability to power through and do some of the uncomfortable things that we don't love. We just have to choose ourselves as one of those things that's important enough to power through to do those things. Totally. Find like that one thing in your life that you hate doing, but you continue to do. And as soon as you're ready to exercise, use that, right? Like use that, (laughs) that same internal power that you have because you know I know everyone's thinking who's listening to this right now. There's like, well, I really hate doing this. It could be like laundry in my case. Um, or cleaning the bathrooms or like whatever it is that you do, right. That you don't like and, and just find that internal grit Mm -hmm. and make it more important than cleaning the bathroom. Like you are more important than folding the laundry. Right. So, you know, and then make it work and really commit. And I think, I mean, I've talked to, um, to a ton of coaches and any of my audience will know I'm such a huge advocate for having a coach because I think that accountability that you mentioned, right. Having somebody who's in your corner with the expertise and the wisdom and can kind of call you on your baloney for lack Mm -hmm. of a better description. Right. And, and hold you accountable to the things that you've said you want to do is so, so, so invaluable. So talk to me a little bit about, you know, what is figured out fitness look like for you right now? What does your business look like? How do you work with women? That sort of stuff. Yeah, no, that's a great question. And I think you hit the nail on the head when you talked about what a coach can do for you, because at the core of it, we are a coaching business. We're just coaching very mainly for your physical health and fitness. So we work 100% online. This is virtual. So we've got really clients from all over. I mean, as long as we have coaches who you can communicate with, we can work across time zones and countries and that kind of thing. Um, There are a team of us, so it's not just me anymore. I'm fortunate enough to work with some of the best 
online coaches ever who are amazing women. I'd love working with them. Our main program is working one-on-one. So people will, will talk to you. We want to know all about you. When I say all about you, we want to know about your lifestyle. Like not just, yeah, I want to, you know, do that, have this health goal. And, and I have this injury. It's like, I want to know what your day is like, you know, I want to know what makes you tick so that we can start to build a program that makes sense for you. We build, we have our own app. So when we're building our training programs, let's say you're a newbie, you're a beginner, you'd have no idea what a squat is. You can always just click on the photo. It's going to give you an explanation of all the exercise, tell you what to do, how to do it, warm up instructions, all that stuff. So we create customized plans for each individual based on their goals, based on their lifestyle, based on their knowledge. And then we also do that same with nutrition. Like we, I don't believe in meal plans. I think it's important for people to learn how to feed their bodies, but there are lots of different ways you can do that. So we'll look again at all the different factors and help people create a meal strategy, a nutrition strategy that makes sense for them and that helps them get to their goals. But the thing that I really, really love is the one-on-one coaching aspect where every couple of weeks you're going to speak directly to your coach. You're going to kind of strategize, see how things are going. What questions do you have? What are some habits that we can start to work on that help you incorporate these, these new behaviors for life? And then in between time, you can always like chat with your coach. We use some really fun tools and apps that make it really easy to communicate with your coach. And then um, on the education front, because that's a huge part of what I do too. Like my goal is after you've worked with us, that you feel so great and so confident and so knowledgeable that you can continue to do this journey on your own. Like I really want to empower people so that mm-hmm. they can learn these things and keep moving on. We have this really great, what I call a transformation library where we give videos of like, why are we doing this? Like, why are we pursuing this strategy? There's mindset videos in there. So I love inviting people and other experts reminds me I should invite you in to do some you know videos and courses and stuff like that we've got a yoga segment people who travel it's like what do I do when I travel we've got resources there so I like to build that library and our clients have access to that for life so that as we continue to add resources they still have like that background knowledge so that they can continue to incorporate these great behaviors into their life for life you know so yeah, it's one-on-one. We're definitely going to get you get you settled in with the fitness and nutrition aspects, but it's the coaching, the individual accountability. I call it the third party who can not be in your feelings. So I love the fact that you say you love coaching because I even use a coach. I use a health and fitness coach. I am very knowledgeable. She and I would probably create the same plan for me, except hers always seems to be a little bit harder than what I do. <laughs> Um, But the thing is, she's not in my head. She is Mm -hmm. not stressed about the things that I'm worried about. She's not emotional about the things that I'm worried about. So she is like that third party where I can say, hey, I'm having a rough week this week. I'm stressed. I'm having a hard time getting these things in. And then we can brainstorm and work as a team to figure out Mm -hmm. what the best aspect is for me moving forward. So I practice what I preach. I love working Mm -hmm. with coaches. And I also see the value of having that that expert who can create a guide and and really be your partner in crime throughout this journey. I always believe until you've worked with a coach, you don't quite understand the value of a coach. And I've worked with quite a few coaches now, and it really changed my life. Just that there's something really powerful. And I say this to my own clients, but there's something really powerful in having somebody show up every week or in your business, maybe every month or however often, you know, for you and your goals without fail, right? Mm -hmm. Because we give up on ourselves a lot 
right? We like get, we lose motivation. It's human, right? None of us are motivated all the time to do all the things that we set out to do. You know, I always make my best decisions on my most high energy days. Yeah. And then on my low energy days, I'm like, what was I thinking? Right. And, and so that's where it's so vital to have a coach to be like, Hey, you know what? It's okay to maybe hit the brakes a little bit right now. And maybe you're burning out and just had to have that mirror. I always view myself as a mirror to say like, what can I see that you can't see? Because I think we all have blind spots. Yeah. And it's, especially in your business, right? I would suspect blind spots around, you know, emotional management and emotional eating. And when are you checking out and tapping out because your emotions are hard right now, or your stress levels too high, or what are some of those, you know, defense mechanisms that come up for you when you are feeling increased stress and how can we mitigate them with maybe some newer healthy habits? So Mm -hmm. love, love, love it. I can't believe it. I'm like, can I hire you? (laughs) And, and I bet you every single person listening to this is like, man, I want to hire her too. So tell us where can we connect to figure out fitness and first of all I need to say girl your business is on fire so you have like a team and an app and it's just like so inspiring (laughs) and amazing um but where can we find you on the interwebs yes on the interwebs I think um if you're looking to work with someone and figure it out fitness just go to my website which is therealjennifernagel.com and then on instagram you can find me at therealjennifernagel so it's the real Jennifer Nagel. <laughs> if you ever if you forget anything, either put World Wide Web in front of it or an at symbol and you got me. Definitely love working with a lot of different people with different needs and different backgrounds. And, you know, yeah, our team is growing. And what is really important to me for our coaches is that we have people who have really vast and varied, diverse experiences. Mm-hmm. Um, but who understand what it's like to work with the people that we do, which are women over 30, right? We, they're kind of a different ball game, especially when you start adding kids and career and a lot of other things um, that people, women who are over 30 go through. And so it's really important to me to have coaches who have all these very different perspectives on life and, and and different experiences so that they can relate and understand and mirror our clients. Totally. I love that term. That's awesome. Um, and you're right. It is a whole new ball game. The over 30 mom game is like a whole new ball game, like in everything. That's what I'm realizing. Even just over the last couple of weeks, I was sharing with Jennifer before we started recording that I'm doing this big transition, moving out of our host and we're moving up to the Northwest territories for a little while. Just lots of things. And my energy level is in the pits. Yeah. And so this is a very timely, the universe always brings me exactly what I need to hear. And so it's very timely and that obviously I need to step up my fitness game and some of my strength training game because my energy level is being sapped. And I'm like, man, is this just that I'm getting old? Like when you said, <laughs> now that I'm over 30 and I don't have any energy, I'm like, that was the thought that went through my head this week. Like, oh, this must just be what it means when you're over 30. Yeah. So thank you for, uh, for mirroring that back to me. I appreciate that. <laughs> And of course, all that information, as always, will be included in the show notes for this episode on carlycrew.com in the blog. And I will link all of the socials and the website so you can connect with Jennifer as well as her tips on strength training. And as always, a good summary of our discussion. Jennifer, this was so fun. I could chat with you for a long, long time. Um, And I really, really appreciate you being on with me. And thank you to everyone for tuning in. We will catch you next time on Mind Over Motherhood. Thank you so much for listening to the Mind Over Motherhood podcast. Be sure to subscribe so you can get updated each week when a new episode is released. Have comments or questions about this episode? Reach out to me on either Instagram or Facebook at Carly Crew or through my website at carlycrew.com. If you enjoyed this episode, I would be so grateful if you could share it with someone you love, 
or snap a screenshot and share it on social media. Be sure to tag me so I can say hello. As always, remember, you're meant for more mama and there's nothing wrong with that.